All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite city. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you! This is my boomstick! What's your favorite scary movie? Good evening and welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. Uh, We have a very special episode today because... We have uh, one returning guest and and two special guests who have never been on Shiver. It's the Pussy Patrol. Uh, they're, they're, I, I didn't say it. Um, you thought it, though. So, you totally thought it. I know you, and you I, thought I, it. I was thinking uh, three men and a baby, but backwards. <laughs> um, Not even a little bit. Uh, and then I was thinking uh, just uh, three ladies and a little lady. And uh, I was like, that's probably a little more accurate. Um, but with me today is uh, Stephanie. Hello. Uh, you can hear her on the Mamas and Merlot podcast. And the What's Up Bro podcast. And the What's Up Bro podcast. And then we have uh, from, from Talking Geek. We have Q and, wait, in other things, and What v. else are you on? Oh, oh just uh, yeah, all, all of them. Unroll I'm... the oraculum. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, uh, the Talking Geek, Morbid Curiosity, and Criticalism. You can find me everywhere. Clit, what? The, criticalism. <laughs> criticalism. That's a new D and D one. Yeah, it's a new D and D live live uh, play D and D podcast <laughs> that I'm on as well. And yes, that's me. I'm Q. <laughs> and and we've got and we've got V. Hey guys, I'm V. I, I, I frequent Talking Geek when I need to sass people, <laughs> and then uh, float to other podcasts when people want to be sassed. <laughs> yes, you are. And the... all of these podcasts can be found on the Geek Bro Network. There, there you, you go. go. Yes. That's Look right. That. And I am your host, David. And uh, so this. This episode, uh, and I'm sure you can already tell because you looked at your your device as you clicked on it. You were like, oh, wow, this is interesting. This is a horror movie podcast, (laughs) but there's a lot of great horror TV. I think in particular right now, there's a lot of really great horror TV. And so uh, The Haunting of Hill House has taken like just the entire world by storm. Uh, yeah, I, who don't like horror, yeah, I know, I'm on a horror podcast and I'm not a horror <laughs> fan, and it's not because, it's because I'm a chicken shit. It's not, has nothing else to do. Are you one of those who like gets up from the couch, like paces up and down? No, no, no. I am conveniently thirsty, hungry, <laughs> or need to use the restroom at the right time when I'm going to miss exactly what I don't want to see. Or hiding behind me, as hard <laughs> as that is to believe. <laughs> it's yes. true. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, so but, I am a chicken But you, you like horror. I am the horror fanatic, which go. is why she is forced to watch right. horror movies. Yeah. And so I, even though I'm not the horror fan, I had first seen it and I brought it to Vanessa. I was right. just like, look, it's Halloween. And I was trying to be better if it's Halloween by watching more <laughs> scary things and not just the like Christmas, like the Halloween bake-offs on the Food Network, because that's kind of <laughs> how I try to slide how, like during the month of October is we'll watch baking gingerbread haunted houses and all of that so i brought the haunting the haunting of hill house to her and holy crap what a great show yeah great show yeah um so i um i kind of just like stumbled upon it on netflix i heard about it from jeff we were doing a woobro and he was like oh i saw started watching two episodes of the show and i think we started talking about it the same day yeah and Three weeks later, here we are recording this, and Jeff's still on the same two episodes. Right. Yeah. So I, the, <laughs> the 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 idea to, to, to do an episode uh, or episodes, I'm not sure how long this is going to be yet. Maybe we'll split it up into two, uh, came from Q. And and Q approached me, and she said, hey, uh, this is great. Have you considered doing a Shiver episode? We were watching on, this at the same time, because Q and I were texting yeah. each other like and, for a couple um, of days. And so, Where are you? Yeah. Uh, my, my initial reaction was... What's a horror movie podcast? And I'm like, fuck it. It's my podcast. I'll make whatever rules I want. So um, so I, I, I immediately said, like, yeah, let's do that. Uh, Stephanie said, yeah, I want to be on it. I was like, okay, so I guess we got to get babysitting for tonight, well, because uh, which we did. We, I, you're like our only friends that have watched this. Like, nobody yeah. else that... 
all of our other friends are lame. But like, N- they don't... Nary flat out said, I'm not watching this because Nary, <laughs> like you, is a chicken shit. And, yeah. and, and he says this, he'll, he'll, he, he's admitted, admitted it many times Vanessa on the admitted to having FOMO because she knew you guys were watching it. Yeah. Her friend Patty was watching it. And she's like, I kind of want to watch it just to see what everybody's talking about. But she couldn't get through, like could barely get through a quiet place. I'm like, if you could barely oh. make it through a quiet place, yeah. you are not going to be able to do this. Yeah, I think the, the, the further I get into this, the less... The more chicken shit friends I get, I start to lower in the level of chicken shit compared to yeah. them. Because I was able to watch this. I watched A Quiet Place. Our I watched It in the theater and scared the shit out of me. That but I watched fantastic. it. But it wasn't scary. I didn't think it was scary. It was the rumble of the Dolby sound in my chair <laughs> that let me know things were happening yeah. that would automatically give me anxiety. I was like, something's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something's coming. That, that, that rumble, that Dolby rumble really adds to the experience. <laughs> yeah. So then I was just like, oh, I'm so paranoid. And then it would be something small. But I was like, it already happened. My body was already scared. <laughs> so. Um, I I think that this is uh, genuinely one this, of the yeah. one of the scariest things I've ever seen. This had genuine scares. Like I don't get scared a whole lot, but there were like a handful of moments that like genuinely got me. Not as much as they got you, because there was one that you genuinely like. We were we watched things in bed, and yeah. he leapt out of bed <laughs> and was like almost on the floor. I was like, bro. Relax. I think I know which moment you're well, talking yeah, about. You probably do. because <laughs> it was one the one that. Fucked us up. Okay, can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can yeah. say whatever. That was the one we, we've that... got the little E next to <laughs> okay. us on, uh, on iTunes. That was the one that fucked us over. Like, and we, and I love horror. And I was like, that's it. We're done for the night. Yeah, <laughs> we're not watching anymore. I need to pipe down. <laughs> I um, no, I I I would put this um alongside like The Conjuring as the the level of like the intensity of the, the Conjuring, horror. So I don't know. Um, I I think The Conjuring is. I it's mean, solid. It, it's, it's a solid, yeah. I, yeah. I, we saw this. We saw it at the drive-in. We saw it at the drive-in. Yeah, yeah. that's well, a great place. With that great small, place, yeah. With that small little moment where we went to go watch the movie next to it, and then we went back. Oh my god, what <laughs> movie was that? Uh, it was um, whatever movie had Jennifer Aniston, Aniston getting the water poured down on her she, while she did the flash dance. Oh thing. She comes out and dances, oh, that, and she's uh, getting all wet. Meet the Millers. Yeah. yeah, that was playing next door, and in my peripheral, <laughs> I saw a. I've naked, only ever like, seen that scene. Oh yeah, it, you know, <laughs> for once, I am the only person that's not interested in this. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> wow, yeah. this is what it feels like. Cool. Well, we, we were we were trying to get into the Conjuring, but you just can't ignore like the the right. naked chick dancing I mean, in yeah. your corner of your I eye, or you're like, oh, is that Jennifer Aniston? So I literally was like, hold on. And I changed the radio station to see what was happening over there. And then I was like, all right. And we're back to the conjuring. Keep, go- keep on. Carry on, guys. Carry on. So you were saying, yes, this is on the top w- with the conjuring. And I thought the conjuring yeah, was I, I, I would I would put it up there with with the conjuring and um, like the the original exorcist. Um, well, in, I'm going to stop you there in the sense of like in the sense of like the sen- the level of fear. Sure. But I don't want people that aren't. Or that are thinking about watching this, thinking that this is about possessions because it's not. It's not. No, it's oh, not yeah. possession. No, no. It's strictly haunting and ghosts. Why, I, I think the the closest approximation is the Conjuring because the the Conjuring is one of those where uh, it is primarily a haunted house film like Amityville or mm-hmm. um, Amityville is another. Or right, uh, Haunting in Connecticut. Um, <clears throat> but there there is a possession aspect to it uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of the film. Um, or like like poltergeist or yeah. you know um but i the, the to me what what this show did particularly well was that it it was interesting and i think that when horror is uh it, it, it tries to do more than simply scare you when it's trying to tell a good story uh when it's something more and uh, jeff on the first episode of shiver said that anything can be horror as long as um as as it tries to scare you but it doesn't mean that horror is only something that tries to scare you it could be anything um and, well, and I, I think th- that that's what this did really well is that it was it was really it was primarily a family drama and and that was done so well. You take the horror aspect out of that, and it's still a spectacular show. Yeah, great just, story. Yeah. Well, like most I, people call it, this is us with horror. Yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. exactly what I've been saying. It's this is us with ghosts. Like, yeah, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> I I think the the what this show does particularly well is that it shows us that the scariest things live within our own minds and within right. our own memories and um it it this shows teeters really well along what actually happened what we remember happening and what our environment 
versus what what our environment causes us to think happen versus what actually happens because there's there's a whole part very there's a there's a subtle detail to this show that i think gets looked over a lot that i don't want to let go and i don't know if it's going to be further explored if there is a season two which when we get to that episode we'll talk about briefly um but that's what i i think and and then steve says it in the i think in the very first episode um a ghost can be anything it can be guilt it can be a memory right. it can yes. be a person it can be it can be a feeling you know and and it definitely is all of those things mm-hmm. so we can get started yeah yeah all right. so Dave, <clears throat> do you want to start give a, a brief intro to the show or someone family moves into scary house <laughs> scary shit happens family moves out <laughs> More scary shit. More happens. scary shit happens. Yeah, uh, this this is not your um, your stereotypical uh, haunted house like a haunting thing, um, and uh, I, I wouldn't quite put it in like the same area as paranormal activity either. Right. Uh, no, I wouldn't th- either. Th- though it kind of like walks that line it, because because the ha- because the haunting follows the family right i mean if, if you if you're playing by the established rules this breaks all the rules yeah because the haunting happens in the house the, the right. house or the grounds or whatever it is uh you think of like poltergeist and you know it was the grounds that were haunted right um but then even Poltergeist plays fast and loose with that in the sequels so um so i guess it would kind of be a little bit like poltergeist in that um the spirits attach themselves to the family but there's also the aspect which steve keeps uh going into throughout the whole show was there in fact a haunting at all or is the family just mentally ill right which is where he he takes that plight for a while right i think they did a beautiful job of mirroring that yeah like Mm -hmm. that it could that it, it is both and mm-hmm. I think that they're they're correlated, like at least the way I think it leaves it open to the viewer to make that assumption, mm-hmm. like to, to make that decision. Mm-hmm. But I love the way that that's always played side by side, like the things yeah. that haunt you, mm-hmm. and then like the haunting that's happening, like in the house. Right. That was beautiful. But like you have to go into it with a super open mind because as a as a horror fan. I had read, you know, I had heard so much stuff about it before going in, and, and it's the scariest thing I've ever watched. And then there was this article that said... A lot of people said, that are horror fans and horror literature fans that this is, say that this is one of the scariest books they've ever read. And this book is under 200 pages. Right. Well, that's what so, I was just going to say. It was like, it's, it's like it's based on a book, which my book club is going to read now, mm-hmm. which I kind of like that I'm reading this one backwards. So that, mm-hmm. yeah. um, at, granted, well, it's vastly it's, it's, different. It's the vastly different. Vastly no, yeah, different. it's vastly, vastly different. They added characters. They made it a totally mm-hmm. different type of story, but nonetheless. But I had showed her articles of... I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this with you. But look, there's articles of people that are saying that they passed out or threw up watching the show. I was like, what <laughs> so, the hell am I going to watch with you? Because right. I'm not normal. My ears are like, I need to see this. Right. <laughs> you know, I need, I, and I'm always looking for that scare and it's never enough, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I go into it looking for that. But I think like what people, I think more like modern horror fans, like the younger audience is going to go into this expecting like a, a really fast paced berating of your senses, jump scares and all that stuff that we're so used to. Mm-hmm. Like when you say horror movie and you can't go into it thinking that it's not that it's not that and so at first i was actually disappointed so we watched the first episode and i'm like oh this is this is really slow but i like where they're going but this Mm -hmm. isn't what i expected like since they said it was so scary and i'm expecting to be Mm -hmm. like berated um and so at first i didn't know how i felt about it until that last moment of the first episode right that was like okay i'm watching this but at first i was like man this is so slow this isn't what i expected and at first i was like this isn't that scary you know i actually said that at first but Mm -hmm. then as i kept on watching I started to realize how much the story seeps into your brain. Like, I'd wake up the next day still kind of thinking about it. Like, the fuck did I just watch? Like, okay, (laughs) wait a minute. This is doing a lot more than it's showing you, like, right off the bat. Right. So, I think, before we get a little too ahead of ourselves, let's go over the characters first. Because we're talking about these random people and we're not really... So, we have the dad... So this place takes place on two different timelines. It takes place over the eight weeks in the summer that they're living in this in this house. Correct. Um, and there's there's Hugh the dad, Olivia the mom, and then the kid. Hugh, by the way, if Hugh, he looks really way, familiar to you, that's Elliot. 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 Stop it. Stop it right now. Because 
the scariest fucking part of this entire show for me is reliving childhood trauma. <laughs> so yeah, so they're the Crane family, which right, is yeah. the Crane family, which is Hugh and Olivia, the mom and the dad, and then the five kids. Which, uh, by the way, I would just like to point oh, out, Jesus Christ, that I have never, I, I have always found Carla Gugino. To oh be like God. just one of the most like knockout like incredible looking women in the world, I don't think I've ever been more attracted to her. Like she she's was dead, she's she's in her gorgeous. she's in her late forties. I have loved her and since Son in Law. Oh, Son in Law okay. with Polly Shore with her ah, little okay. butterfly yeah, yeah. tattoo. I had loved her since then. So when I saw her in this, I was like, yes, just <laughs> yeah, yes. And Steph, Steph got all offended. She was like, yeah, I think that they're like. Like de aging her, like you know, like that Benjamin Button stuff. I'm like, no, all right, you can step off your jealousy right now, okay? That's all Carla Gugino. Not to take anything away from you, all right? I didn't but- know, honey. You did. No, honey, that's all Botox. <laughs> I was gonna say she's got Let's, a really good doctor, and she's got Let's good fillers. Um, good Botox. Hint, hint, so Christmas. Relax. Her face did not move that entire show. No, she was she was great. Yeah, just to help. Uh, stuff out the kids Thank Shirley, you. Theo, Luke, uh, Eleanor, and Shirley, S- no. and Steven. And Steven. And Steven. Steven. Is the oldest so, yeah, and Steve, uh, then Steve, Shirley, Shirley, Theo, Theo, Luke, Luke, and then, no. Yeah. No. yeah. What an amazing cast of child actors. They yeah. were so good. The, the, yeah, and the, close to what the adult actors yes, looked that like. Right. Oh, my mind. The adult that actors my mind. that looked like each the other. Par- they looked like each other and looked like the parents. Yo, they did a great yeah. I also job. was incredibly frustrated at stupid Gen Zers that didn't know who Carla Gugino was. I saw so many Facebook groups that were like, who is Carla Gugino? And then people that were literally commenting, oh, that's the mom from Twilight. I'm like, no, motherfuckers. <laughs> the mom from Twilight is, is the other one. <laughs> yes. I, I got that angry text. She was yeah. mad. I was, <laughs> she I was so mad. Like, yeah, what was is like, happening? It was like, these people are pissing me off. I was like, I understand. I understand. But can we, can we talk about the little baby Angelina that they have in their cast? Well, she I, is a little baby Angelina Jolie. Uh, Theo, yes. Theo, Theo yeah. has big dick energy. Yes, yeah, she does. Holy have big dick shit! Energy. But that's that's what I, I mean, told you. I, I said if if I watching this show, if I <laughs> if I had shit. found, I get it. I, I, I've never found Angelina Jolie particularly attractive. Even in Gia, um, hmm. I mean, she's. Do you know Dave's not a lesbian? Right? No, I know, but Gia, she's a model, and she runs like it was her when she's still thick, like thick Angelina. I don't, was yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's like this took a turn. I don't know if it's. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. This I don't know if it's her, like like the 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 woman Angelina Jolie that I don't find attractive because uh, like she's she's like beautiful you know? yeah. uh, but that like I Theo like. I saw her I was like oh my god if I found Angelina Jolie hot this is what it would be Yo, yeah oh she's ridiculous she's great yes she ridiculous. was distractingly beautiful when she was on screen I was like that's what I'm looking at right now yeah yeah so the first episode is called Steven sees a ghost right okay the first five episodes is Told from the perspective of each one of the five children in the order of age. Right. That was in the order brilliant. of birth. Yeah. That was brilliant. There is also a huge uh, um, a fan theory, which I've chosen to accept, <laughs> that each... Uh, child, each ch- uh, crane child represents one of the five stages. Yes, of I saw that, yeah. and, and that was I, pretty. Oh, kind of makes totally, sense. Yeah. Did I just? Did, did you feel my dick in your brain right now? Shit, yes, <laughs> and it felt oddly good. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I fully choose to accept that. Um, as you get to know these characters, you totally understand why that theory is circulating um but yeah steve sees a ghost go go ahead uh so so just the summary of that is you begin with steven uh steven is the oldest son who goes on grows up to be a writer and he's actually writes about hauntings in houses and his his number first first breakout book was was the one of his own house right um but you you go on to learn that he doesn't believe in this stuff. He right. really told the story of his siblings in this book and his and his mom and his mom and um, <gasps> denial. <Yeah. laughs> there you go. <Yeah. laughs> it's so good. 
And so you're 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 following this, and and things are going awry with Nell. It, you don't really know what it is that's happening with Nell. Yeah, she, but she, they, you you they've all kind you see of lost you see each sibling you see each sibling like systematically denying the call right. from 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 Nell. From Nell. Yeah. And then you you he, you you see a scene where she's calling her dad, uh, basically saying "I love you" and almost like goodbye, mm-hmm. and you don't know what's happening. And then all, you you get all of these. Um, you, there's a scene it's a beautiful scene of all of the brothers and sisters waking up in the middle of the night gasping at 303 yeah, yeah. and it's 303 eastern time so even the ones that live on the west coast are waking up at 1203 right mm-hmm. so they they're all waking up with this gasp and automatically know something's happened with Nell um and that episode ends with Steven in his apartment talking to his sister right well, so he's before, he's just be- seen um uh what what actually it's 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 one of the geek bro uh members yes who's in the show it's yes. Mike, Mike Mercadol yes who plays, Mike Mercadol. Who plays Luke who plays oh Luke God. Uh, yeah. yeah you're so, doing all kinds of <laughs> holy shit I gotta go to sleep guys <laughs> this episode is too uh, much for me our, so our that, good friend and host of Zeros on Heroes Mike Mercadol <laughs> yeah this guy looks it, it's his doppelganger yeah um so he um he, he sees Luke and Luke has just broken into his apartment yep and he's got all sorts of stuff and you it's kinda... been established earlier in the episode that Luke um, since leaving is it growing up uh, is, became a drug became addict and a heroin right. addict yeah. so, mm-hmm. so um, and, and this is another thing that I love about the show because um, we mentioned that each one is told from the perspective of a different person everything on this uh, show. we get all these moments again from different perspectives yeah the, so the, the, the past timeline is told over a, a period of eight weeks but the present timeline is like a couple of days yeah yeah, yeah. I don't even think it's a full week yeah. in total what that yeah. that, that last basically was. W- episodes one through five is the same like two days yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with episode six the story moves forward mm-hmm. right um, but he he sees Nell in his apartment right a- after he's just seen Luke breaking in and he's talking to her like I can't believe you let him do this mm-hmm. and and you can tell that she's emotional. Yeah. And he gets a phone call. It's his father. Right. right? And his father's telling him that Nell's dead. dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, that's impossible. And he turns around and she's right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's because it, her would, expression is so crazy. It's starting to like become like deformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she gets this like weird screech that comes out of her um and, and then the end the scene ends and then the whole ep- the episode goes right <laughs> like done yeah yeah <laughs> holy shit yeah <laughs> Th- that first episode grabbed me like that mm-hmm. first episode and it, it, it and like i had been saying this earlier it, be- it became the kind of show that i couldn't watch just one episode so yeah. everything was was very much uh muddled for me after that because we watched that first episode and then the- it ended that way and we're like yeah, one more. Yeah, one yep. more. Boom. We got to <laughs> yeah. know what happened. Uh, and then, so every time we watched it, it was always like that. It was always two or three. It was mm-hmm. never just one. Um, Same. So so bad that when our roommates started to rewatch it, that they were on episode one, and I'm looking, and I was, I, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, so you still have like a long way to go before this pops off. And then it happened, and I was like, wait, that was episode one. Like so much crap right. yeah. happened. Wow. And so we we've watched now the series twice. Mm-hmm. Um, which if, if you're listening to this and you've and you've watched it once, yeah. go back and watch it a go second back time. And watch it. It's so oh, worth so a rewatch. Yeah. We didn't do a full rewatch last night, just in prep for this, we rewatched episode six. Oh. Which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh but I just needed to go back and rewatch we'll that. We'll probably spend half the podcast <laughs> on just that episode. So I mean it's worth on it. To the next episode, which is Open um, Casket. Yeah. So surely anger um <laughs> oh surely God. the second oldest <laughs> you were so freaking out yeah because she, she's like i can't but i love it so much more now they don't mind explosions or what's happening right now <laughs> um surely the second oldest uh grew up being i guess the surrogate mother to these kids after their mom dies in the house um the the which show- we, we keep hearing over and over again that it was suicide. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the show opens, which we didn't talk about this in the first episode, but the show opens with their dad taking them out of the house. Yes. They're taking Steve out of the house and he tells Steve, whatever you do, don't open your eyes. Whatever you, like, whatever you see. That moment is so tense. Yeah. He's like, I was, I was sitting in bed and it was like the, the, the sheets just kept coming 
closer and closer to my chin. Yeah. And, and nothing is happening. Nothing Absolutely is happening. But, nothing. Uh, but Mike, the fear of what Mike could Flanagan, happen. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike Flanagan, I think is his name, the guy yeah. who, who wrote, way, directed, and produced the, let's this go whole back thing. Is Theo's husband, by the way. And yeah. Have you seen a picture of him? No. <clears throat> Look, do yourself a favor and look at a picture of him and then remind yourself what she looks like. <laughs> oh, no. But he'd be putting her, the, her in the movies, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's not a good thing. <laughs> he, one of these things is not like him. He's um, probably uh-oh. hung like a horse. I mean, I guess. Um, I, you'd have to be. <laughs> Could be. Anyway, so yeah, you were saying that, I mean, that wasn't into. So, totally and he forgot. puts the five kids in the, the car and takes off and the last thing you see is is um, the silhouette of Olivia in the window as her family is driving off. That that moment when he like rushes out of Steve's bedroom door and you see you you don't know what it is that you're seeing at that point, but you, you know retrospectively it's it's Olivia like reaching out for him, hobbling over. That moment to me was so scary because there was something like authentic about it right um where like you could tell that it was a person who wasn't behaving the way that they were supposed to even the way that she was hobbling didn't seem normal yeah the movie was jerky it was but it was you could tell it was all done um Live, that right? It, it wasn't some sort of special effect. They no, this put is it her. Just Everything weird. that they did in this was done old school, mm-hmm. which and is why it's so great. In my, in yeah, my eyes, yeah, in my eyes, and, and so to me, that that atmosphere that's built, it's so gothic. the The house itself, like it's so gothic. I I'm a huge fan of those old. Um, Hammer Studios films from from the fifties and sixties and the early seventies. Um, it's it's all about atmosphere, which is what horror used to be. Right. And the show is kind of a throwback because, really, when you think about it, like not much really happens. Like it's all like psychological. It's mm-hmm. all just like, hey, we're showing you right. There's with maybe a handful of jump scares. One ju- there's one legitimate jump scare. Yep. Yeah. And everything else is just like the camera pans and holy fuck, and then the camera keeps panning. Yeah. And like there's there's no cheap scare. Right. There's no cheap scare. There's no yeah. cheap 3D tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I just to piggyback off of Steph for a quick second, I want to say because we're going in those first five episodes from the perspective of, of everybody, the first episode does a good is what establishes like that moment of the da- of, of of the dad leaving with Steven mm-hmm. is a very important moment. So is like the window at the end of this. Right. So like it gives you all of those things that in each episode you're gonna go. Back, back to, to memento style right. and show right. you list from a different uh, oh. angle and, and then the again in the third so one different depending on whose characters yeah. viewing oh, right. it just it, uh, that that to me is brilliant is that right. every time you rewatch these scenes that get played over and over from a different character like they're all slightly different based on who's mm. telling the story at the time so episode two is shirley's episode right, right? so you get her with the kittens yeah getting the kittens as a a child Shirley's like first brush with death but Shirley ends up becoming a mortician yeah out of all things Um, which makes total sense when you see the uh, the scene with uh, her mother's funeral yes yeah where it's I was like just sobbing in that scene where like she she looks at her mom and then she looks at the mortician she's like you fixed her yeah um, I was like, oh my god, uh, yeah, oh my god, <laughs> that's her mom. This doesn't say much, Dave Christ. For yeah, I for everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, so but so Shirley literally becomes the first the person who fixes bodies, like for right. living. Um, she because like her first encounter with death is these little cats that one by one let's die. But for that first jump scare where she finds the cats, oh in yeah, that, like barn and like with the wasp nest, right? Mm-hmm. It was just a wasp nest, but. <laughs> It's just like cheap horror tricks. That was a fucking cheap. Horror that was trick. a cheap horror trick. That um, one, but it still got us. Like it, was, it gave us some of the traditional <laughs> shit that you know that, that yeah. goes in a horror flick. So, um, but she insisted. What I found like just really interesting about this episode, she insists on embalming her own sister, which is like kind of fucked up. Because your sister, so your sister kills herself. She hangs herself. And what are you do, doing? You know, why are you wanting to see this? You know, and she's. This is also the episode where we first see. Oh, what was is his name? Mark. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Where we first see um, Nathan from One Tree Hill. Right. Um, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
um, I want to say his name is Mark. I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that that is uh, his, his, actually his name is Ryan. I was close. Yeah. Um, in, <laughs> I kept confusing him for the older brother when they just show a very fast yeah. flash. I'd be like, why does she keep seeing? In, he in, appears- my, in my head, I always just called him a brindis because every time you saw him, <laughs> he was, he, he was, he was raising his down, glass and a toast. He's sitting down and he just raises a glass of scotch to her. Yeah. And the first time we see him, he's like at her table at like, you know, a stereo table. He's just raising a glass and he's just, and the first time I saw him, I'm like, I am a one tree hill, like die hard Nathan Scott lover. Okay. <laughs> so you recognize So I'm today. like, is that Nathan? <laughs> Sorry. Ow. Um, is that Nathan? He's like, I think it is. So I looked it up and I was like, yeah, it's fucking Nathan. So I'm, I'm waiting for him like okay. the whole show to come back and he like pops up here and there and it wasn't like the second to last episode <laughs> that he showed up and we find out what his deal is. But, um, so, and then she's she's doing her makeup and then she's fixing her and she, and we find out that Theo lives with her and we and Theo comes in and no is is that in the first no that's in Theo's episode I'm getting yeah, ahead of myself that, I'm sorry that's the next episode yeah no no in this one you do see him for the first time you do see um, him for the first time but I'm getting ahead of myself with Theo no yeah see I'm telling you, you these things mix because they you're also yes. getting because you're also getting the same thing that happened you're right. just getting it from a different perspective right. so it's almost like you have to remember like who it was about but she does see her mom on the slab right. next to that's her that's right that I thought that too yes yeah she does see her mom that, and, that was, I almost feel like it's like a like and, a, like and a I, flash yeah right. again it's one of those moments where it's like she's she's not there and then the camera moves away and then the camera moves back and it's everything is like very unceremoniously done there's no attention that's drawn to it but your eye of course is immediately drawn to the wasn't that the oh fuck what is that yeah Yeah. you know it's it's a lot of just questioning yourself which i think from a like a storytelling point of view is the right way to do this because the characters themselves are questioning what is going on the whole the whole concept is are these people insane right or are they seeing something and you're questioning it too see the model of the forever house yes yeah because it's her episode right so she model see the the flash of her do that we also see um the 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 secret checkbook that her husband has. Yes, yes, mm. uh, that slides out. Right. Yeah, we rea- uh, we realize thing. that that Shirley is basically uh, giving away these funerals. Right. She's, yeah. She feels terrible. Dad. You know, the, this is the the lowest point that anyone can be at is is having to to bury a loved one and. She we basically f- is running a charity instead of a business. We also find out that the first time that they send Luke to rehab, um. She paid for all. She of it. paid for all of it because right. it was before Steve like really started making a lot of money. Yeah. So sorry. Um. Mm. So she she footed the bill the first time that he went to rehab, and that was a shit ton of money too. Yeah. <clears throat> and another thing they established really nicely in the show from the beginning is like they keep us in the dark as to what actually happened that night, as as the kids are in the dark about right. it for right. most of their lives. Right. So we're also as the audience wondering because they don't show you that much, and then mm-hmm. the dad doesn't say anything. Like, obviously, like you know, what you understand from the beginning is protecting mm-hmm. the kids and everything like that, or is it? Right. You know, you always have that wonder, and so being in the dark and also wondering what the fuck happened, just like they are, is also another thing that the it's great directing, right. great writing. They they establish right away that um, like these these. Grown-ups now, these adults don't have a very good relationship with the dad. No, yeah. uh, and they don't so, have a great relationship with each other either. No. no, they're very all they're all very distant, and they've all gone through like a lot of like a lot more. of crap. To three, the last thing I'll say about this episode is this is also we find out that um, uh, Luke was not allowed to be at Shirley's wedding. I mean, at Nell's wedding. At Nell's wedding. At Nell's wedding because Shirley stops him because she sh- he showed up high. Yeah. So so yeah, she, she's definitely the the control freak. She she's, she's the, she and the motherly the, and, right. and, the and, and yeah, she becomes the mama bear. And the the thing about uh, I'll say about Shirley is you see that she's like this tough, and and I'm glad that they showed it in the episode. Like she is this tough thing. Mm-hmm. She's got that hard shell. You're, what you're watching your your first introduction to her is she's trying to convince a kid to let the casket be open for his grandmother when he doesn't mm-hmm. want to see it right. open. And you, uh, for me as an audience member, it, it almost made me immediately wonder if I'm going to like her. Right. Because I don't know if she should be trying to convince this kid of this moment, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
And then you start finding out more of her backstory. I don't backstory. think that we need to like her, though. I no, don't think that but, that serves her. That's her purpose. No, no. But what I mean by that is, but then you, what I mean is they, they did a good job of you. Like, you might not like this one, but look at all the other things she does in the background that right. nobody else w- appreciates. Right. Like paying for Luke's rehab. Mm-hmm. Like being the one that took, like why it is that she's the one that's taking care of, of Nell's body. Like all these little things that you don't really like see in the forefront because she's that controlling Angry. Traditionally, it should be you know the oldest that kind of takes that leadership role, and 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 Steve was so disinterested in that. She's also kind of like she's a metaphor for mothers in general of like the one that like is doing everything for everybody but doesn't get recognized for anything, and then gets shit on for being controlling and for being so demanding of everybody. That's yet no one else is stepping. Exactly. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. So then, uh, episode three is Touch, which is Theo's episode. episode. Um, This this is where I think the show really started to come together. Um, For me, anyway, like, I I was sold on that first episode, that first scene where, like, the bent neck lady comes out from the shadows ever so slowly. And, like, you're not really sure if you're seeing it at first until it's like, ah, there's a fucking woman with a bent neck there. Right. Uh, But. This episode to me is where I was like, I I can't just do this one episode at a time. We've got to we've got to finish it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I found interesting about this episode was Theo's. Uh, so so V mentioned She's something rogue. earlier in this episode, which was <laughs> she, she is, is just rogue, yeah. totally yeah. rogue. Um, what what I what I what V had said at the beginning of this uh, podcast is how they balance from is this family crazy to mm-hmm. is this family not, and mm-hmm. I I thought that they did a beautiful job in this by. Um, Theo's mom immediately knowing that something was up with yeah. her mm-hmm. and like n- there was no conversation and it was like this weird understanding of the two of them that still made you go are they both just fucking crazy mm-hmm. yeah. like you know what I mean uh, when it came to the touch thing like, she's the one who brings Theo her gloves right. and yeah. they don't have a conversation about it she just realizes she just knows that, it like you've got the shine you, yeah. yeah like this is <laughs> yeah. this is your thing so I thought that that was a really beautiful part of, of, of that episode besides besides Theo but you know uh, right. <laughs> Just besides a whole lot of Theo, uh, this is the episode where she where she bangs the girl and she shows you just how much of a of a dude she really is in, yeah. in regards to emotional attachments, right? Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me? Because we're talking about Theo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and you sent me like a BuzzFeed of like 28 things you loved about Theo. <laughs> I, sent, I, sent you a buzz, I sent her a BuzzFeed of like 20 reasons why Theo's the best character. Why Theo's the best character. Yeah, so I'm like, I expected it. We're at Theo's episode. Yeah, yeah. not you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I happen to, to, to love it. The way, um, that she, the way that she like, it, it's funny because Theo, I know that it's kind of like a big deal to forcibly have to come out to people but the way that she forcibly has to come out to her family is kind of funny. Oh my god. That was hysterical. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She basically gets caught hooking up with one of the bridesmaids at her sister's wedding Um, and she comes out of the bathroom and she's and she's and they're like I didn't know you were into and she was like bridesmaids? (laughs) 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 And then that's the end of it. Yeah. Oh my god. But the way and the way it's not that the this episode, is, it's yeah. in the next episode. Yeah. But I love them, that that brotherly, sisterly moment of Nell and Steven looking at Shirley to see how yeah. long it's going to take her to figure <laughs> out what the hell it is. And, and watching her it. figure it out. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I jumped episodes, but it was just because it tied yeah. into that whole uh, wedding thing, which was which was great. Yeah. Now, this is, is this the episode that... No, I want to say it's the next one. The glimpse of, of who was at Nell's wedding. You get the glimpse you of get, who was at Nell's wedding. Yeah, no, I don't think that's now. Okay, that's okay. Ne- that's not that's now. That's in the, the twin episode. Yeah. Then. Okay. Um, yeah, that's in the twin episode. Um, I'm lost. Uh, we'll talk about it, it, yeah, okay, actually, we'll talk no. It you see, um, it's all in the clothing. It's very West Westworld in that yeah. aspect. So in episode six that we're going to talk in length about, you see a snippet of Olivia standing next to the dad. Right. Oh yes. And she's yeah, wearing yeah, yeah. a specific dress. Later on, she's in that same dress. At Nell's wedding, yeah, 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 and it's like, and it's in the same position, standing in the same thing, um, next next to the next to the dad watching watching Nell get right. married. It was just, like, it was a, it was yeah. just a beautiful little tie-in moment. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, going back to Theo, Neo, Theo, Neo, uh, 
uh, one of the things that they agreed upon, um, Steve, when he first got published, offered 8% of his royalties to each one of his siblings because he knew that they were not happy with um, the fact that he is telling their stories, even though he doesn't necessarily believe in himself. Uh, Shirley, being Shirley, basically decided for everyone that they were not going to take royalties and they were not going to take the money. Um, Theo, in this episode, we've discovered that she took the money and got herself her PhD. And she has chosen to become a child psychologist because she's such an empath and she can... We've also learned that through her sense of touch can basically feel what anybody is feeling either by touching the person or touching in that an object connected to that person like Rook. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, and this episode is also where we get a snippet again of information as to what happened the night that Olivia killed herself mm-hmm. in the house because you find out that she touched her dad. Right. Right. And gets the flashback mm-hmm. uh, and the only thing that she sees is her dad pushing her mom up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now you get that one more snippet of information yeah. that you, you didn't have before. You dropped us off. You were alone with her in that house. What happened? Right. Yeah. And then you see her, what it is. She, look, she's, she was quiet. She was the one quiet. She was always by her goddamn self. Yeah. Loner. <laughs> she was always a loner. She's a middle child. Yeah. Makes sense. We are that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are that way. Uh, so, yeah, that was another little piece of, of yeah, she of loves clothing. she loves to to jazzercise yes she does. in, uh, in, in <laughs> to, her to little in, a, in her tv room <laughs> yeah yeah yep, in her little dance studio um <laughs> these tie in so beautifully that every time we talk about one episode i i just imagine in my head all the other parts yeah. of that yeah. and every other episode afterwards like the feet underneath the door and the whole nine well, and we all yeah that. we really this is the first time we bring that up we haven't talked about the other two rooms no, yeah. So in well, because yeah, each episode you have. So Steven's room is his game room. His game room right. is his game room where he's always uh, playing video games. And then in uh, the second one, which is Shirley, uh, Shirley's she had like a room, reading room. She had the mom has a reading. Room. The mom, mom has, has a reading room. room. She had like a like a like a dollhouse esque like area, like just mm-hmm. like a playroom. If, yeah, like a playroom, uh, similar to to Nell's playroom, but not quite. I almost I I want to say and. You can correct I have me. It yeah, Google it. But I want to say that hers had like a life-size dollhouse or something like that. S- similar to the... Oh, uh, hold on. I have, a, I have a Red Door article. Hang on. Give me a second. Okay, yeah. S- similar to the house that she has I th- in... Yeah, I, I want to say that, yeah, but I, I can't remember 100%. But I know that the reading room was the mom, the video game. Then uh, Luke ends up having the treehouse. Right. And Nell, and Nell has the toy room where she finds the mm-hmm. tea set in the whole night. Right. Yeah. yeah. Shirley's is the only one. <laughs> oh no, uh, it was a family room, just a family. It was room just a regular for, family for room for Shirley. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was episode three for me. That's the biggest thing that. Well, that the happens. other thing that happens. One of the, the, the we the, get the, the, the uh, Theo out a child molester. In right. This what what is right. it? The the she's seeing one crooked, of her Mr. Crooked, Smiley. Mr. Smiley. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Oof. Smiley. That was horrible. That was horrible. Uh, yeah. That one was tough. tough. That, I, nice reveals, though, from the show, the way that they reveal things to you. Yeah. Just really that, awesome. that, was, that was another great jump scare when she's, when she's in bed and she's peeking over the foot of her bed and there's Mr. Smiley. Yeah. Yes. That was another good one. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I, I, was, I was left wondering, like, what exactly was going on because the girl uh, with whom she was... Um, in therapy earlier kept looking at the smiley face poster uh, and then she calls him Mr. Smiley like well what exactly is going on with this little girl right and then she makes her way to uh, the foster home and I think we were still unsure about what exactly her powers were, were right uh, at that moment and then she lays down on the couch and it was weird because the little preview um, for for that episode showed Theo on the couch, but completely out of context. Yes. And I looked at Steph and I was like, is she orgasming? Like, it looks <laughs> weird. And then, like, in context, I was like, oh, my God, she is. Right. But, but not in a not, good way. Not, not the way. You, <laughs> not right. In a good way. And and then you see the smile. Right. The, and, like, oh, my God, it all starts to click. Yeah. You know, um, and then she shakes the guy's hand as she walks away. You know, it was just big. She's that, was, that she, one was a deep. She's fucking season, Wonder Woman. Each episode yeah. got yeah. more emotionally uh, 
uh, taxing taxing yeah. for me each individual mm-hmm. one there was there was one uh, when we get that to one there was one that when we watched it the second time with Kenny and Tiff I walked out for half of it I was like I can't mm-hmm. I can't can't do this again right. <laughs> like yeah. this one not so much um, are, we off, are we on to episode we four are, yeah yeah we're all right the four. twin thing so this one for me has the scariest ghost really yes oh okay. my scary ghost is not bent neck lady it's fucking bowler hat guy oh this has yes. stayed with me <laughs> that i sometimes i won't go pee in the middle of the night because bowler hat guy stayed with me i i don't know why but to me that has been the creepiest thing I I want I want to know what he does. Yeah, I want to know who he is. I want to know. Like, the beauty of this is, I want to know the story about every ghost that's in there. Yeah, well, yeah. I wish that, I, like I somebody had said like they have on, to anthology this show. Well, there right? was somebody because, who said we yeah, should have a spinoff to. episode where it's Theo touching things in the house to find out the shit that happened in the house before just, just as a way to keep Theo involved yeah like you know, we yeah. have to keep Theo but clearly yeah. you come back here with your sexy gloves well, Mike, girl Mike Flanagan didn't shoot down a second season but right. he did say that the, the crane, crane story, story is, is done, done. Yeah. Which, which, I, which I think is smart because yeah, you have to, to me this is, this is perfect like the show yes. is perfect I wouldn't change or add anything yeah, to don't it don't fuck it up but you've got like how many hundreds of years of hills yeah. that lived in this house that you can go back of which he is one, right? Yeah, you know, uh, well, and, and, I think and we we do we do know what happens. To I mean, him. He, yeah, he was the guy buried behind the wall, yes. so you know. But I I want to know what his deal is. But anyway, let's we, let's um, and and in this episode we. So we mentioned earlier the episode with Steven where Steven runs into Luke running out of his apartment right. um, having stolen a bunch of stuff. Uh, you automatically... Camera, I camera, Right, yeah, it was a camera, a camera and an iPad. And, an iPad. Um, and at first you think... Luke is telling him that it's not what it looks like. Right. Which what it looks like is he's going to steal, steal this shit to sell it for drugs. Because he's left for, for his drug rehab. Money, rather, right. Because he left rehab. What you come to find out is he had actually made his 90 days mm-hmm. and his... Which is the longest he had ever been sober. Right. Uh, and his partner in crime, who was in there with him, left, and he left to go get her and help her bring not her relapse. Yeah. And, and, and if she was going to relapse, bring it back. And then they couldn't get back into the shelter, so he did go try to see his brother. His brother's not there, ends up having to steal it, but to get a hotel, like not even for drugs. Mm-hmm. He's going right. to get a, a hotel room. He's so trying to, he is trying to do the right thing. He is trying to do the right thing. You just see it. You don't see this until right. episodes, episodes like, later. like going through all of L.A. to like find this chick. Yeah. Um... Which is dangerous enough in of itself because when you're in recovery, you can't really be in a relationship because you have to focus on yourself. And they tell his sponsor in in rehab tells him that that you can't attach yourself, you shouldn't attach yourself to somebody, and even less another person who's also an addict. Who's also right. an addict? It's, it's even right. harder. He, you know, he gets he gets beat up, he gets robbed. Like they make a comment about him not even having shoes yeah. at some point. Um, well, she steals drugs from him that he had taken away from her. Right. Right. And then she fucks him over and steals them and runs off well, and then he gets jumped afterwards Steve, like he literally had his shit Steve ends up giving him 200 bucks right and uh, he, gets, he says you know leave the iPad I need the I need the iPad you can sell the camera and here's $200 yeah uh, so in effect enabling him like you, right. you, you kind of see like Steve is checked out mm-hmm. of his oh, yeah. family but like, they kind of all really are they've, with, when it comes to Luke and this is unfortunately this is such a bigger commentary on family dynamics when there's a drug addict mm-hmm. involved yes um, f- most families end up this way they kind of just like let it go and they kind of most most people just come to a point where it's like it kind of is what it is just go We've do done everything thing. we can We've done yeah. everything we can you've reached the point where you just don't care anymore yeah and you'd rather just kind of like here i hope you don't die yeah, yeah. you know it's and 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 I'm, it's the unfortunate truth but it's that the is unfortunate truth and and these people go through a lot of shit whether <laughs> it's actually in their heads or not you know um i actually read a really interesting um parallel with the bowler hack guy that haunts Luke because as an adult it keeps haunting him and he's one of the few that actually has the ghost that follows him throughout his adulthood yeah and it's basically a reflection of the man he never became like somebody that was put together and somebody that was like the it's um like a stand-up guy and like a like a 
I guess a, a businessman or whatever. Right. The, like the person he never, like he never got his shit together. Right. So, um, but he's, cause he's but, walking through the streets of LA and that fucker's following him. Yeah. And then, and uh, the creepiest whole, part becomes his mom. Yeah. When yeah. that happened, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck was the, that? To, to me, what, Luke's story was so tragic to me because his addiction comes around directly as, as a, a way of, of fighting off of, the of, of, of trying to you know have him disappear mm-hmm. when when he's using he doesn't see bowler hat guy mm-hmm. because right. his brain's inhibited I hate calling him bowler hat guy because bowler hat it guy down the is, fear. Is, is, <laughs> no it meant- bo- no bowler hat guy is a direct <laughs> reference to one of my favorite Disney movies yeah. <laughs> and I hate calling him bowler hat guy but anyway uh, um, uh, but yeah he's um, and I think that this again goes to support that that idea are they crazy is it a real haunting mm-hmm. because if he's using well, yeah. why would the ghost stop haunting him? Except maybe the ghost is just trying to kill him, right? right? right. And it's like, ah, yes, my plan is coming together. Kill yourself slowly with heroin. The other right. thing that is really interesting about this episode is the actual twin connection. Yes, I was just gonna say that because he was like, oh, like he's he's using. I was like, yeah, because he acts like he's he. Everybody else around him thinks that he's using because he's feeling what Nell is feeling. He's feeling what Nell is feeling. Rigor which, mortis. Yeah, which, his his which, arms are stiff. Which, he can't but move. Twins yeah. do this. I know a lot of twins, and twins do this. Twins feel what the other ones feel. This is an actual thing that they like. Well, like I know a set of identical twins that would like they would be in separate places and would feel what the other one would feel at the same time. They would wake up at the same time because the other one was like was like feeling sad or whatever. Like this is a thing. And like when ne- when when Nell dies, he feels a pain in his neck. Yeah. His arms go stiff. He feels cold, cold and yeah. he yeah. can't explain why he's feeling cold. So he's literally showing what it is to be like in withdrawal or right. like yeah. fucked up. Right. And 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 what's beautiful is from the very beginning before he gets severely worse like as time has gone by of Nell's passing yeah. he gets significantly worse and worse yeah. and worse but the constant rubbing of his neck and the rubbing of his neck is, those are that starts from beforehand yeah. Yeah. like that starts like, like those, it's, th- those are all symptoms of being high yeah. and yeah. coming out of withdrawal too so but it's just like those little, you and you, those little things that I was just like how long has he been doing this like yeah. I, when I watched it the second time I was like I want to see when this starts yeah. in like this correlating like parallel timeline mm-hmm. of like now putting the thing and doing the whole and like everything that's happening like how fast is is this triggering off and I, I thought it was done it's, it's really so, well it's um, so like it is it's painful to watch mm-hmm. because going back to it after the fact knowing all those things you know it's like fuck like she's dead yeah. you know she's dead and you're, you're you're feeling it you don't even know what it is that you're feeling it's uh th- to me that's that's a tough episode to watch and then he actually says right after when he when he when he finally gets a hold of of his brother and all of that mm-hmm. they tell him that Nell has died the first thing he says is like, it wasn't a suicide mm-hmm. yeah. and then like that's like the cut end of, of if I'm not mistaken that's like right at the end yeah. of, of that fourth episode um, another really good episode just for you to get a better understanding of Luke that that episode mm-hmm. did a really good job because the first three you're seeing this addict from the eyes of, of everybody siblings. else of yeah. his siblings who are over it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you've almost have this 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 understanding of who Luke was going to be when you right. finally get to his story and then you see all of this and you're like this poor fucking guy had done all of this um, and then you kind of hate him a little bit in episode five right because I hated him a little bit in episode five for what he did to know mm-hmm. when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> you also, you also see that he, he's got a very vivid imagination. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, so here's because, so let's uh, talk about Abigail. Can we talk about Abigail? Attached to Luke, we get his, his tree house and his, Abigail, his tree house and his maybe invisible friend, Abigail. They do such a good job with Abigail. That they blew do. my fucking mind. We'll get to it. We'll yeah, get to but it. They but do yeah. Such, yeah. You, you find out that he has a friend in the woods Named Abigail, and everybody thinks it's just an invisible friend. Yes, his kids have invisible friends. My kid has four. Or is she a ghost? I had one. I had a, I had My kid has four friend. invisible friends that we talk to on a regular basis. I don't know if they're ghosts or not. My mom had to feed mine, or I'd get really mad. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, really bad. I that's have when f- you got a puppy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I have a feeling that the two he calls his brother and sister might be a brother and sister from a past life. Mm, but, funny. you know, that's a different conversation. Yep. By the way, Luke 
Depression. Yes, Luca's definitely depression. Um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Theo is bargaining. Um. Okay. So we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Um, so we are on episode six, the bent neck lady. Uh, episode which, five, the bent leg. Oh, sorry. The bent episode five, the bent neck lady, which is a definite mind fuck. Bro, like, do you find that out already? Like at that at that episode? Yeah. At the end of it's that at episode. At the very end of the episode. It's at the end. Yeah, it's the that's last the, thing that you see. Yeah, yeah, that's that episode. Another beautiful. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it again. Yeah, that's why I can't believe that 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 nothing happened. That they're just all crazy because there's too much shit that links to real shit that actually happens to them, or that actually happened to somebody that used to live in the house, or that's correlated. That it can't just all be in their heads. Maybe some. There is shit haunting them. I think they're fucked up from what happened, and I think they're all dealing with a level of of PTSD in in their own different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that the house preys on that. Like, yeah, this you know? is the episode I had to walk away for like a good is five it? minutes. Okay. Yeah, because the story of of um, Nell and her husband oh. was it was so beautifully written for her, yeah. and it was yeah. so important for her. And then for what happened to happen, that whole scene, I walked out. I was like, I can't watch this a second time. I can't watch her suffer. go and suffer yeah. through this a second time. Like, I just, like, that I can't do. I went through it the first time because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was surprising mm-hmm. now that I know it's coming. I can't watch that that really meltdown, that breakdown. I inside because, like, I was like, oh, that's sad. But, like, that. <sighs> no, that one got me. That one actually got me because they did such a good job of establishing that relationship and that making that love so deep. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's something that this show does that is being missed on like really big things and big movies and popular things these days is making you care for the character like I care cared, about them but I was just you know like, oh poor girl can't catch a break but I wasn't like <laughs> for me it was but that was like it I every, wasn't like oh my god this is the worst thing for me it it's was because show, guys come on <laughs> you start with Nell's sadness from the very first episode right mm-hmm. right you start with just this really sad girl this whole entire time the only moments that this actress that this character is smiling Mm -hmm. is in the moments with her husband in her wedding like it's the only moment that she looks like a kid like you know that she just looks like she's happy and so you've you've seen this horrible shit happen to this little girl and this moment of bliss that you don't know like for all i knew going into it like i didn't know what happened to her husband like you know what i mean like i didn't know what it was maybe he's heartbroken because she went and she killed herself like 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 i don't remember if i so for that to happen and then in front of her and then the way that it happened and that whole meltdown with her not being able to get to him yeah like that was it, it was way too much for my like emotional sensitivity <laughs> and 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 i'm usually cold inside i don't cry for a lot of shit in movies i like cry up here in my head that yeah. one i was like i need to get up i don't even i didn't cry for coco and i feel like the coldest hardest bitch Bro, ever i cried in coco i didn't i didn't cry we looked at each other like you where should the feel cold-hearted because that was cold man <laughs> jeez you didn't cry in coco i did I not cry, cry in coco Oh, I enjoyed it wow. very much though. Oh, yeah, it was, was a good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Wow. I Did loved it. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, so in, in this episode, you get Nell's story. You get some of her uh, her breakdown with her therapists, her marriage to her husband. Yeah, there was a piece of shit. Her therapist was a piece of her shit. Her therapist was a piece of shit. He basically told her to go confront the house. Yes, which was not the... But I mean... <sighs> devil's advocate here for a second you have somebody who keeps avoiding this one but topic this one says it like that in, in the next episode yeah, she calls says him a quack it, she calls yeah. him a quack yeah. any any therapist worth his weight would not have given her that advice i i i i agree and at the same time you're he's talking to someone who he thinks is medicated and she had stopped well, taking her meds. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, from a doctor's perspective, who she's, and he needs to know just right. by looking he at her. Well, I mean, he asks her, her right? And I mean, yeah. he should have known better because he was. She was clearly derailing. Yeah. You know, and and but we can see that because we also see the derailing out of his office. Yeah. You know what I mean? When she gets there, she's like, "And I did this, and I did this, and I like." So she's showing him like these level of accomplishments that maybe not be, are maybe not going off the way he had anticipated for them to go. Because right. even corrects, he was like, "That's not what I told you to do. I told you to yeah, talk to your brother, but not." go and embarrass him in public in the middle of a book signing right you know um so i i I just yeah he's a quack on a certain aspect but i also want to take into consideration that like aversion therapy and making forcing people to do the thing that they're afraid to is like a common thing that people often do right uh 
And he thought that he was talking to somebody who was medicated, that he was putting on a specific medication that up until she stopped taking those pills had kind of been working. I mean, I guess the doctor also know that doesn't know that demon ghosts make you, you know, throw you <laughs> off of ledges. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's not something he's thinking you know, about. Trick you into thinking that <laughs> your like mom's just, necklace is actually a noose. I mean, it's just a house. Shit guys. happens. Just this, a house. Um, this episode was particularly hard for me because um, I saw Nell as such a like an innocent character uh and that was something that even as like the adult version of Nell which I think it's really hard for an adult to look innocent um like she had that innocence in her like that that sadness in her eye was also incredibly innocent like yeah. I never once got like every character has an ulterior motive yeah here she um even even Luke that you know because he's an addict, you immediately don't trust he him. He made her buy drugs. In That's, the episode. Episode. Right. That's yeah. the episode. Yeah, and, and, and I said you, 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 you hate him drugs. a little bit right. again. You, you he see, made her you see him play she off of him, off of her love and the innocence. Yeah, it's not even their her love. I think it's more their bond because they're twins, mm-hmm. and because a twin bond, for as bonded as siblings are, a twin bond is stronger than a standard sibling. Bond. Yeah. So I hear I'm not a twin, but so I hear <laughs> that a twin bond is like stronger than that of a regular sibling he prayed off of that he's like oh just get buy me heroin because i'm gonna you're dropping me off at rehab anyway so what harm could it do and and that for me was also really sad because in that episode you you're watching her call all her sisters all her siblings yeah right and and needing to talk to someone before doing this really fucked up thing that she she knows in her hearts of hearts she shouldn't go to this house Mm -hmm. everybody ignores her and 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 but they've always ignored yeah and then with with Theo, she goes because he tells her, I'll listen to you and you'll talk mm-hmm. to me and mm-hmm. you'll tell me all the things. Just do this one thing for me. And then mm-hmm. he gets fucked up and passes out right. in her seat. And so he's she's right next to her. Yeah, and like, so, her. you know, like this still, again, Ugh. this poor child. But that is reiterated in the sick, in the next episode. Yes. Yeah. In the next episode, especially in the, and she says it when they can't find yes. her. I was standing here the whole time. And well, that's, let's, let's, yeah. not, let's not get ahead uh, of ourselves. That's, yeah, yeah. That is that uh, i mean i'm done i want to get to six so bad i mean let's not because <laughs> no, we're, we're missing one crucial no yeah no, go, no yeah, 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 yeah so the bent neck lady that Wait. kind of has ha- haunting Nell her entire life we find out she gets to the house she sees the ghost of her mother right uh, there's a there's a beautiful moment where beautiful like they're mother, reunited right and her mother her mother's whole thing is she her mother is haunted by the ghost of oh what the hell is this lady's name um, the, the the flapper, girl. the one with the memes, the screaming memes. Hold yeah. on, um, she's a hill. She's the crazy hill that married the other crazy. Yeah, hill. she's po- was she Poppy Hill? Poppy Hill. Poppy, yes. Poppy yeah. Hill. Poppy Hill is the one that later on convinces her that the way to like save your children. children is to kill them. Yeah. Um. So before you get to that part, that whole scene is beautiful. Sorry, of yeah. Nell going back to the house. Oh yeah, and seeing it in Nell its goes, pristine so Nell, form. Nell, go, Nell goes back to the house, dancing with her husband. See that that and old we, re, we realize why she was dancing in that first in episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because yeah. we we see her very eerily dancing in like this rundown house it's yes. all dark yeah. and she seems to be like in a state of bliss right and because perspective is everything exactly <laughs> and it's like it, it was it reminded me very much of seeing olivia reaching out for her son mm-hmm. right where it was like it was very real it was, right. it was very real in in an environment that isn't so it, it it's that juxtaposition that is scary that atmosphere yeah mm-hmm. and that, so that dancing scene is one of my favorite ones of her in the entire wedding. show yeah and she sees and she sees her mom and her mom that had promised her this locket that was going to be hers mm-hmm. the locket ends up being this noose and she pushes she puts her she puts it on her and pushes her off the ledge of this this the spiral staircase as in she's the tower reaching for her mom. as she's yeah. reaching for her mom and as she is falling she is seeing herself as a child and she is the bat neck lady, and she has been haunting so herself. We, we, we see it all happen in in reverse, chronology, yeah, yeah. In, in reverse chronology. In, where yeah. we see her in front of the vending machine. We and, see and her in goes, in front of back. her yeah. uh, in front of her husband at the moment her husband dies. Right. We see her. Um, She's reliving the worst moments right, of, her, of life. her life. 
you know, so as the most scariest thing in her fucking life. Right? And she is yeah. equally petrified. That's the other thing is that she is watching herself be petrified and she's just as scared yeah, on the other the side. The best clip of that one is of her on the couch with herself yes. laying over her. Right. Yes. That she's screaming and she's, she's going, yelling, no, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that, that seemed so, so scary good. the yeah. first time we saw that right. where you hear someone going, no, 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 no. And then the second time around seeing it now, you hear how scared she was. Yeah. Was like oh my god it was just it was fucking awful I got goose, yeah. goosebumps <laughs> yeah. again yeah I got him too that yeah. one was that that one was really good when that happened that episode happened we looked at each other and I think it was already like two in the morning and we were like shit <laughs> we're gonna be so tired what tomorrow do, one more because how do you how do you not watch one more episode after that yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Vanessa from Mamas and Merlot and, you know, the one that edits almost everything. Um, Thank you so much for listening to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. Please stay tuned for our next episode and the conclusion of our review of The Haunting of Hill House. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Podbean and follow all the other podcasts on the Geek Bro Network, such as What's Up Bro, Zeros on Heroes, Mamas and Merlot, where you can find me, and Stephanie, who was on this episode, uh, Comedy Fitness, The Talking Geek, Pero Let Me Tell You, and Mr. Multiverse. Again, that's geekbro.net for the Geek Bro Network. So thanks so much for listening and cheers. Cheers.